that first repair can still be a bit scary. But a good gateway, I would say, into repair is maintenance. If you can put together a piece of Ikea furniture, if you can build a Lego set, you can take apart a vacuum cleaner, you can repair an oven, a washing machine. You're not on your own. You're not stupid. You can do it. Trust yourself. Start small. Give it a go. We'll be there to help you. Welcome to Restart Radio. I'm Dave Pickering and I make a monthly podcast for The Restart Project. The Restart Project is a London-based charity and social enterprise whose mission is to spark reflection and change in our relationship with gadgets. In this month's episode of the Restart Project podcast, we're excited to formally introduce you to one of the sponsors of the Restart Project, eSpares. eSpares is the UK's leading spare parts retailer and is passionate about helping customers keep their machines going for longer. So for this episode, I spoke to eSpares brand manager Eleanor Cochran and eSpares social media manager Maria Peynova about how their work aims to make repair more accessible and more popular. And I also asked them a selection of questions that were sent in by customers and hopefully their answers will help you to get your appliances running at full steam again and help you to save some money. I'm Eleanor. I'm the eSpares brand manager, which basically means I look after the brand as a whole. And my responsibility is making sure that we make DIY appliance repairs accessible to absolutely everyone and as easy as we can. That's what we're all about. Appliance repairs, keeping appliances working for as long as possible. And the way that we do that is we support people at every stage of the process from diagnosis to repair and then on to maintenance so that post repair the machine still is kept working for as long as possible and yeah pushing that repair don't replace message is my core job basically i am maria i am the social media manager for eSpers. the social channels are quite crucial for finding like-minded individuals and groups and kind of spreading our message of repair don't replace even further in fact this is exactly how we first discovered the restart project so it was the first step towards a really great partnership is there anything else that you'd like to say about eSpers and your kind of mission At our core, we're a website, but we like to think of ourselves as more than that, as an actual online resource for anyone with a broken appliance. So the way that we support people in repairing their machines is we take them through the repairs or diagnosis or maintenance process step by step, either with written content or video content, many times both. And all of that is found in our advice centre, which lives on our website. And then once people have figured out what's wrong with their appliances, and they know what they need to do to get it working again. They can hop over to the other section of our website, which is where they can buy the parts. And we sell all sorts of parts for household appliances across the home. And we also sell maintenance products, replacement filters, cleaning products, basically anything you need to keep your appliance living and happy in your home for as long as possible. You should be able to find it on the eSpares site. Obviously, at the moment, cost of living is a big issue and kind of having a big impact on all of us here in the UK and, and I think internationally as well. It's it's not just unique to us. Good appliance maintenance and just having a little bit of knowledge about how to keep machines working the most efficiently can be quite useful in obviously cutting down their energy usage and therefore saving a bit of money. So as well as our usual maintenance and repairs advice, we're focusing a lot on energy saving advice and appliance efficiencies over the next couple of months as well. 
And access to spare parts is an important goal of the right to repair movement. How have you seen this spare parts landscape change over the last few years in terms of availability and cost and things like that? We definitely have seen an increase in um, desire to repair your appliances, particularly so during the lockdown. We assume that this was mainly because people kind of had the time to invest in little repairs around the home. With the right to repair movement gathering momentum and the cost of living increasing around the world, we strongly believe that this is going to become the first point of call. It's almost like thinking repair first before going into any other option. And obviously pushing the message of the environmentally friendly attitude is definitely another massive reason for people to gather the courage sometimes also. It's not necessarily just about not being a kind of a handyman or not being drawn to repair it's just that being aware of all the positives that this one thing could do it should be our first point of call and we're working hard to make people aware that this is the way forward yeah i think as well obviously the the right to repair movement it's about people having the empowerment having the the knowledge and the ability to repair their machines and i think what we do try and do is educate people about their rights like let them know that this should be something that they're entitled to. Like choice is something that we should always have when it comes to machines that we have bought. And obviously every appliance saved, every appliance repaired is one less piece of e-waste on the scrap heap. So we do try and spread to our customers and and our site visitors about the harmful effects of e-waste and also about their rights. And then in doing so, you know, when they do save their machine, they not only feel great, they've saved money and they've done something positive for their home, but they've done something positive for the planet as well and exercise their right. So it's win-win, really. There's there's no downsides. (laughs) We've sort of touched on this already, but how is eSpares helping consumers improve their sustainability practices? It's very difficult in terms of we, we don't want to preach at people. We fully appreciate that we live in a world where it's not, made the most accessible manufacturers as eco-friendly as they want to be unfortunately have a core motivation to sell more appliances so if we're honest they're not exactly shouting about how to repair their machines some are kind of better than others but we don't live in a world sadly where repair is pushed front and center i actually think recent events highlighted that when boris johnson was telling everyone to to scrap their working kettles and and buy a new one obviously we, we weren't particularly happy about that advice but yeah so we absolutely don't want to say to consumers You're not being sustainable because you're throwing things away because it's not made easy for them. What we want to be is that place where it is made easy for them. Let people know that they do have the choice. Before I started working at Eastbeds, I confess, it didn't even really cross my mind that repairing something myself was possible for me. And it's not until I actually started working with our company that I realised, actually, if you can put together a piece of ikea furniture if you could build a lego set you can take apart a vacuum cleaner you can repair an oven a washing machine so that's how we want to kind of help people be more sustainable is just to be that supporting guiding comforting arm you know that friend with the arm around the shoulder saying here's how you do it the option is there raising awareness and hopefully just encouraging people to start small give it a go and build up it could actually be a very empowering process as well. We ran a campaign called Here Is Best Heroes 
And that sense of satisfaction is unbelievable. I also wasn't necessarily somebody who confidently will tackle a repair before I started working for eSpares seven years ago. But the feeling is unbelievable, exactly what Elle said. Never before I thought that I could play the role of an engineer almost at home and I could save so much by spending three pounds on a small spare pad. I think it probably just takes that one first repair to gain that confidence, to just have a look at the, the amount of video tutorials and, and advice articles we have. It's unbelievable. It's literally, although it's online, we are every step of the way throughout the repairs, which I believe it gives a lot of confidence. We're not taught that machines do need a bit of maintenance, you know, just to keep them ticking over to improve their longevity. So I would say if people are sustainably minded or even just fiscally minded and and want to get the most for their money, the first thing I would do is look into, actually, does this machine have a filter that needs changing periodically? Is it prone to line scale? Do I need to to descale it from time to time? Things like this. Just that mentality of looking after the machines and appliances that you own is all you need is that mindset of, I want to get my money's worth out of it. I don't want it to to go on the scrap heap. I don't want to contribute to e-waste and have a bad impact on on the planet. Let's see what I can do. After every generation, it feels like we are going further and further away from let's try to fix what we already own rather than quickly hurry up to replace. It's a very much of a world where everything is available, convenient, and often not that expensive, it seems like, obviously. But I feel like this needs to really go a little bit more in the curriculum at schools because we have to start planting the seed early age. How do we integrate back the feeling of, hang on a second, I've already paid £350 three years ago. So why, why would I need to do that again? Why do I have to almost like accept the fact that, well, this tumble dryer needs to be repaired because it's been three years? No, actually, the lifespan of appliances, if maintained correctly, we're talking a lot more years than three years for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of what you're both saying resonated with me, I think, before I started working with the Restart Project. I also was like, oh, repair isn't for me. I'm not someone who can do that. And now I'm like, oh, it is for me. It's for everybody. Like you say, it can be empowering and at least financially rewarding to get fixing things. Yeah, absolutely. It's more the mentality, I think, that we are all working towards of changing it because whether it's a phone, a tablet or a washing machine, the point is try to save it. Don't send it to a landfill. There is enough there already. So we've got some questions that have been sourced through social media from people who have queries about how to fix things and how to maintain things. And so we're going to try and answer a few of those on today's show. So the first of these questions is, my oven isn't working. I can hear the fan and the light is on, but it's not heating up at all. What's wrong with it? So for all of our customer questions, we do have one caveat. There can be a s- several possible causes for each fault. It can be a bit hard to diagnose remotely. So we've recently kind of released a lot of content about multimeter testing tools just to help people diagnose faults themselves. 
In this case, though, the most likely problem is that the element has blown. So a heating element might sound a little like scary, but it's actually amazingly simple. I've carried out the process myself. So the element in most cases is accessible from inside the oven and the repair process is reasonably universal. So it's usually just a case of unscrewing a few screws, usually around five, keeping the element cover and the element itself in place with just a regular screwdriver. Then unclipping the electrical connections and clipping them in the um, same way to the new element. Then you kind of screw the element back in and that's it. <laughs> the repair has been carried. And it probably will be only around 15 minute job all in all. And again, our video can guide you through every single step of the way. It's important to mention, you might want to give your oven a clean beforehand, unless you might some uh, getting a bit greasy. <laughs> uh, but this repair is a great example of a simple fix that can save you hundreds of pounds. So this is how powerful this heating element can be. We did actually have one customer who had a, a big range cooker. Well, didn't have it, bought it for £3.50. It just goes to show you what a bit of knowledge can do. This person had thought, it's not reducing heat. It's obviously broken beyond repair. I'm going to just give it away to whoever wants it. And I'm pretty sure the customer spent about £50 total on parts and didn't have to buy too many parts at all. The element being the key issue. It genuinely is almost like magic because it goes from no heat a few screws ping 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 unping the electrical connections clip it back in screw 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 complete heat working again like as good as before say a thousand pounds range cooker basically but for probably about 53 quid and i think it's important to mention that at the point where this customer sent us the video testimonial it's been at that point four years since she done the repair so again, bear in mind, this appliance would have been used a couple of years beforehand. And with the foreign, I truly hope that this oven is still working. So if you're looking for a really nice appliance for a really low price, then if you have got the repair skills, you really can get a bargain. That is a really good tip, particularly at this time when things are so tight for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. And I will keep that in mind myself when I, when I next <laughs> need to buy an oven. So the next question is, with the rising costs of energy, I'm worried my tumble dryer is going to cost me a lot any tips on how i can run it cheaper so yeah as we mentioned before we've got lots and lots of energy saving tips for all appliance types but tumble dryers obviously i'd say are probably a key concern at this time of year because we're going into tumble drying season over the summer it hasn't obviously been an appliance that's been used so it's kind of an additional money drain on top of all the other appliances that are probably still running throughout the year so the most important maintenance slash energy saving task with a tumble dryer is to make sure to clean the lint filter after every single cycle. The reason being that if the filter is blocked, it's harder for air to circulate, so it does make the machine work harder and use more energy. But to be honest, it's more a safety issue because if the lint isn't removed it can work its way inside the internal parts of the machine. And if it does that, it can actually cause a fire risk. So it's, it's absolute number one, tumble dry maintenance. Always pull out that lint filter, just pull off the lint, pop it back in. It's literally seconds after every single cycle. Similar tips. The optimum amount to fill the dryer is about half full. Overfilling means that it will take longer, so it's not actually any more efficient. It will just kind of take longer and longer to dry because the clothes won't be able to properly separate. And it can cause more wear and tear on the machine, so in the long run it will make parts fail quicker. If you're doing multiple loads, do it all on the same day, so you can take advantage of the residual heat that's in the machine and it's not having to heat up each time. 
if the machine's got an auto dry function, do you take advantage of it? Because it avoids putting on a time cycle where it could be continuously heating and still moving the clothes around once they're already dry. Auto dry will stop it as soon as they're ready. I know this isn't possible for everyone, but if people do have options in their home, it's better to store it in a warm room as opposed to like a garage or a lean-to. Just because if it's in a colder environment, it will take obviously longer and, and therefore have to work harder and take more energy to heat up. And one thing we would say is invest in some tumble dryer balls because they do save energy. So basically what they do is you just put them in with the clays they separate the clothes and it means that the hot air can circulate around the clothes more easily and it speeds up the drying time. I mean, quick product plug, we do sell them. We sell eco-friendly ones that are made of wool, so completely plastic free. And I would say a good general best practice tip for energy saving is don't ignore faults. A faulty machine is likely to be not running at its most efficient, so it's probably using more energy as it's running for every cycle or every usage. But also a small fault, it's like a stitch in time saves nine, a small fault can become something much bigger and lead to a much more labour intensive and costly fix. So as soon as you notice something's not quite right, investigate it. It could just be a simple maintenance job to get it back up to scratch. But that's a good tip across the board for all of the machines in your home. So our next question is, why is my washing machine not draining properly? Which I, I guess is quite a difficult one, as was mentioned, to answer without seeing the actual washing machine. Yeah, again, exactly. You're right. There might be many causes for this issue, but definitely the first place to check would be the washing machine filter. This is usually very easy to get to at the base of the front of the appliance with like a small panel in front of it. It would open to just reveal the filter, which can be unscrewed. Worth mentioning though, do be careful. I put on like a towel down first because water will run out you might find that your filter or like the actual housing where the filter came from is blocked up with hair fluff tissues or anything else that you might have left in your pockets and gone through the wash so definitely give the filter a good clean and feel around the inside of the housing too just to remove any items or or, or grim this is a very good first point of call just to solve the draining issues before you go to investigating the internal parts it goes without saying check your pockets before putting clothes in the wash because some items like coins they could actually harm the drum. And another thing to know if the machine is not draining at all, there is most likely a little bit more serious issue at play. So if the drum is still full with water and you do remove the filter, you're going to need a lot more than one tower as all that water will, will be making its way out. So you just need to make sure that your floor is safe. I've been that arrogant person before. And I guess this is a testament to anyone that's ever kind of had a repair go wrong. I fully was aware of the advice about putting down a towel. Yet I still thought, oh, how much water can there be the first time I did this? Obviously, pull out the filter, absolutely flood the kitchen floor. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely have a few little towels to hand. But yeah, actually cleaning that filter, it's a, one of those maintenance jobs I referenced earlier that people don't necessarily know that a washing machine's even got a filter, let alone checking it and cleaning it from time to time. Well, that's a good reminder for me. I'm really bad for not checking my pockets and uh, <laughs> plenty of my hair ties find their way into... <laughs> Into the washing machine uh, and and chewing gum packets. Uh, It's a good reminder that there are more reasons than just I have to buy more chewing gum uh, to to actually actually look after my stuff better and check my pockets. So the next question is, sometimes my dishes are still dirty after a cycle. Why? 
I have to always caveat, could be many things, but we do have the first easy check to do, and that is the spray arms. I've actually been guilty of this myself, probably a lot of people that own a dishwasher have, and if you get a bit blasé with your stacking and inadvertently block the spray arms, you'll find that the, the cycle just won't run properly and you'll have to run it again. Obviously, it's not great for energy saving. It's usually caused by, in most dishwashers, there'll be two sets of spray arms, one underneath the top rack and one at the base. So if anything particularly tall is in the bottom rack, or if anything has actually kind of fallen down underneath the bottom rack, if either of those spray arms have become impeded, the water won't be able to distribute because they actually spin and spray water as the cycle runs. It's so easy just to quickly check to avoid that ever happening. Just kind of give the spray arm a bit of a spin. The bottom one's a bit trickier, but you can kind of reach your finger through the rack and kind of make sure it's, it's spinning fine. And then after that, if that's not the problem, it's worth giving the spray arms a quick clean and also just giving the filter a clean and, and running a dedicated dishwasher cleaner through the machine on an empty cycle. Because it could just be like a build-up of grease and grime in the filter or the spray arms could have got greasy. So it could just purely need a clean itself. That would be the first point of call before going kind of further into the internal parts, I'd say. I'm quite glad to hear all of that because that's all stuff that I already knew and was doing. <laughs> but then I, I am lucky that as part of the podcast, I once went on house calls with a, a washing machine and dishwasher repair person. So I got some tips there, but obviously not enough in terms of the washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> so the last of our customer questions is, my vacuum cleaner is not sucking up as well as it used to. Can it be fixed or should I scrap it? So the first question we would ask this customer is when was the last time they cleaned out the internal parts of their vacuum, especially the filter? Honestly, sometimes the answers are shocking. The reason being, over time, the filter gets blocked up with dust and fluff. Obviously, it builds up. It can build up around the connectors too. So it's very, very important. I would recommend going outside if you can do this job through as it will get messy. <laughs> Put a, like an old cloth down to work on to keep your appliance dry and also keep all the parts together. Maybe keep tabs on how you're taking it apart to put it back together again quicker. Some customers like to take a picture just for reference after and makes it easier and I guess it gives you a bit more confidence. Um, some filters are washable. Others just need to be kind of cleaned. And important thing to mention, damaged filters should always be replaced to avoid dust getting into the motor because this is a, a completely different repair. Definitely more costly. Definitely. And one thing to note on that, if you've still got the manual that came with your appliance or your vacuum cleaner that should have instructions of how to get into the filter and clean it so a good place to check we do have a, a manual resource on our site as well if you don't have your manual still you can give it a search and see if we've got a pdf of it if we do it's completely free to download it or also check the manufacturer site and, and see if the manual is available there but yeah reduce suction don't scrap it clean it first <laughs> <laughs> and then still don't scrap it even if cleaning it doesn't work investigate further <laughs> yeah and one thing important to mention is we're obviously currently working through content to help people make their appliances more efficient and using manuals and knowing your settings is so important and can save you so much money 
we do get to be a little bit arrogant sometimes when it comes to manuals. We almost think that this is below our levels or something. But it's so important to know your plants and treat it well so that it treats you well for longer. And again, it's not a blaming game here. We, this is the whole point. The reason why people like us and the Restart Project need to exist is just to make people aware this is what's out there that you can do. You still have a choice. Yes, of course you can pay higher bills, but you do have a choice to, to use your plants more efficiently and to maintain them and keep your pennies for something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that thing about not reading manuals really resonates again. I mean, it's the same with audio equipment. Like three years later, you read it and you're like, oh, I can do all of these things that I didn't know I could do it's going to revolutionize my life so that's the thing it's not just about maintenance it's also about yeah as you say like what your appliances can do a lot of manuals are not very accessibly written as well so that can be a bit of a barrier for people but if you don't look at it you won't know if you can understand it or not yeah totally and also with obviously transitioning into smarter appliances we now know that they could be so smart and you are paying for this regardless whether you know what your washing machine can do or cannot do you're still paying for the extra features that you get to use so why not be aware of them and, and you know make the most of it yeah i mean and i assume a lot of those features in new appliances as well will help you to save money or help you to get more efficiency from your appliances So are these quite representative of the kind of questions that you guys get asked on a regular basis? Yeah, definitely. Remote diagnosis isn't always 100% reliable because sometimes you do need to be there with the multimeter testing which part is faulty. Otherwise, it's a case of needing to replace five different parts that four of them are actually fine. No one's going to be doing that or would want to do that. But machines are all different model to model but they are all run on exactly the same principle each manufacturer's not invented entirely new technology they're all kind of like working to the same basic part structure and the basic mechanics almost all of the time we can either say okay this is most likely this give this a go first especially in the case of these examples quite a lot of them were, were maintenance and parts weren't even necessary give this a go first see if that will solve your problem if not it's a case of investigating and with our diagnosis advice we can then point them to follow this guide it will kind of take you through all the different areas to check then you know which part you need then you can go on and, and complete your repair and then we can point them to that repair guide obviously yeah if the maintenance works perfect happy with that if it's a bit more in depth then obviously it's a bit more of a process but because we kind of like to support every step of the way even if we have a kind of more of a, a vague question that's absolutely fine with us we can still help and there's no stupid questions either we love giving advice we love to hear that appliances have been kept alive longer than they were going to be we love hearing that people have felt empowered or have embraced a new mentality that actually I can do it. You know, the only thing holding me back was me. No matter how silly you think the question is, no matter how broken and, and hopeless you think the appliance is, please do get in touch with us or have a look on our advice centre or go on our YouTube channel. Literally just give it a go. Even if 
it's not successful this time. You've learned something and, and it probably will be more successful next time. Just having that mentality over the course of your lifetime, like you will save so much, so much money, so many appliances. Yeah, and I just wanted to jump also on something that I'll mention and to make sure that really we are covering all points when it comes to giving people the confidence. For example, all lawnmowers are structured in a very similar way. We do realize that some people are so fearful of the repair that they would like to find a YouTube title that is exactly with their model is with the exact issue that they have which is why we also produce an appliance and model specific videos that literally guide you we tell you what you're going to see when you remove the panel so there is definitely content and advice for your issue and the team is working really hard to create new content every single month coming on youtube every single week twice a week on youtube twice or three times on tiktok we're literally trying to use absolutely every single resource we have to make sure that even the most scared person could tackle a repair and feel confident throughout the whole process. I completely get that, that you want to see your, your exact machine. But I would say as well, one thing that is unique, manufacturer to manufacturer is error codes. So each manufacturer and sometimes different like sets of models as well, the error codes that denote what's wrong with the machine will differ. It's very helpful for diagnosis because it does massively narrow down what's gone wrong with the machine. You can very easily Google it and say, oh, what's actually mean? That's the kind of area that I need to look into on my machine. So yeah, that that's uh, one thing I would say is where including the model and manufacturer in the search is quite handy is if you're looking for a specific error code and, and what's gone wrong. It's been really great to hear all of these tips and answers to these questions. Is there anything that I've reviewed like to say that you haven't touched on or that you'd like to emphasise to bring this to a close? I would just say you're not on your own. You're not stupid. You can do it. Trust yourself. Start small. Give it a go. We'll be there to help you. We're incredibly lucky to have sponsors like eSpares, whose work is so aligned with ours and with the goals of the Right to Repair movement. Having repair support is an integral part of creating new fixes and encouraging novices to begin to repair. And talking to Eleanor and Maria, it was also enlightening to hear about the amount of good that you can do for your appliances just by showing them a little bit of TLC. Whether it's emptying your lint filter or getting rid of the crumbs at the bottom of your toaster, so much difference can be made by simple acts of maintenance. Restart Radio is a show aired on Resonance 104.4 FM and a monthly podcast uploaded to the Restart Project website and found wherever you get your podcasts. As with all episodes of Restart Radio, we'll include links with background information to all of the issues and stories discussed over at the Restart Project. where we've also set up a fundraiser so if you've enjoyed this episode do make sure that you donate there to help to fund the future of the podcast the music that you've heard in today's episode was made with lasers and repurposed electronics and is a collaboration between opto noise and cassini sound and big thanks to restarts communications producer holly who does the research and the planning for the podcast And now it's time to pack up the equipment and say goodbye to each other. Goodbye, everybody.